Hey there, good listeners, listeners. This is Ari Kapner, founder of Heard It Here First, dot blog. I'm checking in for episode seven of our Good Listeners podcast. Already at episode seven, and we've got a ton of good stuff for you guys today. We've got a great roundabout from Jimmy, Meg, and Dan, as always. And we've got not one, but two awesome interviews for you. Two booming up-and-coming artists. First off, we've got VJ Cobra. She's been taking the visual scene by storm. She's Schlump's resident visual artist. She's graced the stages at Wakan Festival, tons of other huge festivals. She's worked with other rising star artists like Zingara. We had VJ Cobra for our Cabin Fever Festival fundraiser in 2020 and 2021. She helped us out with some of the visuals for some of the sets. Uh, she is such a badass, and we're so happy to have her on the episode. Alongside VJ Cobra, we've got another booming rising star, Chef Boyar Beats. He's a favorite here at Heard It Here First. We actually had him for our 2021 Cabin Fever Festival. Uh, he is no stranger to cooking up fat, tasty beets, and his last year has been a great reflection of that. His tracks are meant to be played on huge, proper sound systems. He loves the deep dubstep, and he's had releases on Truth's Deep, Dark, and Dangerous labels. Been playing shows at the Black Box, Mission Ballroom, Vibe Desert Festival. This guy is absolutely killing it, and it's clear the people want more Chef B. So we've got two guests for you today. It's a two-for-one, and, you know, it's going to be a great episode. So I'm going to have Jimmy, Dan, Jimmy and Meg go. take it away. Yeah, yeah. Lost. The Lost, Lost Lands but we are recording now welcome to episode seven of the good listeners podcast today on the show we're bringing to you chef boyar beats and vj cobra two incredible interviews done by our wonderful team dan and meg dan meg how are you two doing today I'm doing great. Um, all things considered, I, I was just in Denver for the last four to five days, um, and you know we'll we'll get into it a little bit later. But I uh, attended all three nights of that Liquid Stranger Wakan run, and my body definitely hurts on this fine Tuesday. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're we're doing great now. Meg, how are you doing? I am also still in pain from a weekend of music, um, which is shocking, as we were saying earlier. Like, I feel like it's taking me so long to recover from these things now. In the best way possible, I wouldn't have changed anything for the world. But uh, is that the Wormhole 10-year uh, anniversary shows in San Francisco? And man, oh man, what a fucking time. So good. Just... Let me just say, shout out to the Theragun for Ooh. being a handheld massage 
thing that you can just carry with you and have on hand when you travel. So important. I was, so important. I was working the uh, EDC and like uh, insomniac events, walking like tons of miles all the time. I like was but a child. My first couple of events, I was like, I'm going to go out and party on my break. And then it transformed into us passing the Theragun around for an hour and like muscle rollers and massage circles and liberally slobbing like icy hot on our muscles. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my, how the times have liberally changed. Liberally That's a great mm. Yeah, just. <laughs> I, I can just see you taking a whole stick of the, of the icy hot. Say, Guys, we're Scooping out. It out of we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone got more? Asking strangers, do you more. have any icy hot? Need Go a... to the med tent. <laughs> Please, sir. No, but I, I totally want? get that because I do that with sunscreen all the time. Um, just for mm. kicks because I'm, well, I'm a little prone to a sunburn if you haven't seen already. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you with that fair Irish skin, yeah. like. It's yeah. Whenever I'm looking for sunscreen, I'll ask every redhead I see, and, and I swear one out of <laughs> one out of three will say, "Oh, you don't have any," and then hand me a whole yeah. SPF 500 <laughs> bottle. Say, I got another one if you need it. She's got oh, bottles on God. deck, not to drink, but to <laughs> no, no, to protect. To protect. Yes. Um, I haven't been to any concert concerts in a few weeks now. Um, but I did get to see a very special showing of Dario Argento's Suspiria at the Somerville Theater in Boston, and they had a live performance from the composer of the soundtrack, Goblin. Oh. And my, my buddy got to go down and get a vinyl sign and everything, too. So uh, I have that now in my collection. Let's go. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, need, I, I need a switch up like that. Well, if there's one kind of thing you need to see, it's uh, it's definitely Jalo movies. They're Italian horrors with some of the most ridiculous soundtracks you'll ever come across. I'm not saying the movies are good. I'm not even saying they're great. I'm saying they're worth watching because the soundtracks make the movies so special. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, today on the show, we have a couple really cool interviews. We have Chef Boyar Beats, and we have VJ Cobra. Do you guys want to lead off and uh, tell us a little bit about these artists, maybe? Well, oddly enough, both of these uh, individuals were at the Saturday show uh, in Denver uh, for this for this three-night Liquid Stranger run. And Chef Boyar Beats actually started the night off uh, with just an incredible set. I think it was like my third or fourth time seeing him this year and he i think during the interview we'll, we'll we get into like some of uh he, he was like talking about like new visuals that he and his team were working on and right there like on this big screen at mission ballroom like i definitely saw some new visuals uh so that was really cool to see that led into a tape b set and then a ravenscoon set who we just had on the show and then into Schlump, and Schlump is paired up with VJ Cobra, uh, this kick-ass female VJ from Florida. Uh, she has been making uh, visuals ever since like the pandemic, 
And like, that's how she got found out. And now she's just touring with Schlump. Like that. I, I, I love her story so much. Like it's, it's so cool. Um, yeah, it was a whole family affair out there in Denver with you, wasn't it? From uh, the Good Listeners podcast. Who would have thought? <laughs> it, it seriously was. It seriously was. And like at, at one point, I went down the left side stairs of Mission Ballroom, and there, you know, there VJ Cobra was just like in the bottom left corner, like, but like in the center, like VJing. I was just like witnessing her like control it on her computer, but also on like the big screen. I had never seen something like that. So that, that was just really cool. Definitely. One of my favorite views in the club is to stand behind house and just see what they're up to back there. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Speaking of, I did that at wormhole this weekend. We were up, uh, just happened to be standing behind front of house too. And I was like, geeking to my friends watching the vj do their thing being like i know all about this we just interviewed the coolest girl who's a vj for slump <laughs> and it was cool because she was talking to us how about how like different people can have you know any kind of sort of thing to control the visuals like she's like you could do it with a guitar hero guitar you could do it with a joystick and there was a guy literally up there doing it with the joystick and stuff too and i was like this is so sick having kind of the same moment dan had just not not vj cobra but still very yeah. talented visual artist um talk about an incredible lineup of shows in san francisco too this weekend i was we had truth killsmith chi um man i'm blanking on a bunch of other people uh the whittler killed his set it was so good I've been hearing the and on sunday everywhere everyone's talking about the whittler. it was so good honestly i've seen he it has before, some amazing but- sets He's just getting better and better too. I know he's been around forever, but like, damn, dude, he's just leveling up every time I see him. It's so good. It's like very exciting too. My friend turned around. She's like, I don't know who this guy is, but I love it. And I was like, yeah, new fans. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a longer it's- list of these artists who, who stick around for 15, 20 years. And then somewhere around that year 15, they get the bump and they start leveling up. Um, I can't think oh, of yeah. any off the top of my head, but that's definitely a thing. Like, a lot of the artists totally. that, that are popular that people know of, like a number of them have been around for a very long time. They didn't just come out of nowhere. They built those, you know, relationships mm-hmm. around the industry and and you know made a name for themselves by just being good at what they do. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday we had an amazing gradient perspective takeover in the side room and Damn, those artists killed it. Star Fox absolutely blew people out of the water. Yoko was up next. And my friend literally turned around and was like, can you hold my beer? And he scooped his brain off of the floor and put it back into his head because he was like, what is going on? (laughs) It was such a good moment. awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And then Soul Good and Beat Kitty also slayed it. It was just such a fantastic night. And Choppy Oppie opened us off the, uh, the OG. But yeah. It was it was awesome, a, a really exciting family affair. Hell yeah, I love hell yeah, <laughs> I I love the gradient perspective as well. Like, shout out to them. They they just do every like the artists, the the shows that they're throwing, both in DC and in Denver. Uh, they're just such great people. I love them. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I can't say enough good things. <laughs> I was, I was riding the Meg wave when, when you said you, your friend said, "Hold my beer." I 
yeah. scooped his brain up. <laughs> I kind of lost it. It was such a good moment. <laughs> I, I got nothing after that. How, how do you follow up scooped his brain off the floor and put it back in his head? Put it back I've in his head. I've never seen this happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because he was so stoked about Mad Zach downstairs. And I looked at him and I was like, are you going to go downstairs for the first half? And he was like, I can't. I can't leave this. We'll see the second half. But like, this is amazing. And then his brain fell right Dude. out of his skull. Yeah, Let me exactly. <laughs> Let me just say that on night two, which was Liquid Strangers down tempo night, Mad Zach played, and he was paired up with this VJ named Cybernautics, who is super cool. And that was arguably one of my favorite sets of the weekend. And <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen like the meme of that one VeggieTales dude where it's just like, I who shit myself. But that is exactly <laughs> yeah. how I was feeling after that set with Cybernautics <laughs> and Mad Zach. Incredible. I was like, you were doing horrible things to me tonight. I can't make when you're making jokes like that. I was like, like, dude, like, what what made you? Why are you so mad, Zachary? Like, (laughs) who are you? (laughs) It was so good, though. I think this episode might put us into the comedy category. Um, I think that would be a big chart climber, too. That'd be good. We'll just sit here and tell some jokes. <laughs> Stand up. I feel, I, I feel like a, uh, I feel like a record player though, because like I repeated that same thing to so many people it, on Friday night. I was just like, I who shoot myself. <laughs> Wait, you what? Hey, who? That's a good job. <laughs> who did that? Uh, speaking you of, find out. Players, let me know. <laughs> I finally set mine up, and um, I learned a little tidbit. Most people don't know you're supposed to clean the vinyl before you play it. So I, I was showing my roommate how to do it. And he's like, I've never heard of this before. So a little tip for anyone who has a vinyl player. I have a lot of uh, records that I think people would be upset that I play. So um, always good to clean them. Uh, definitely do that before you play them. A little, little tidbit of the Would be upset that you play your records? Some of them, yeah. Some of them are uh, like the g just- ones I have. Like you can't get them anywhere kind of thing. Um... Are they just like what? Well, like, kind well, of dusty or no? So there's always some layer of dust that sneaks in there unless you have like really protective stuff around it, and even then you still want to clean it. Like even the new records that you get, because hmm. you don't want any. Well, the new records have dust. a ton of static and stuff. Yes, yeah, that too. You definitely want to uh, get rid of that, but you can't touch them with your fingers because yeah. the oil from your fingers right. also deteriorates those grooves. Got a fancy schmancy record grabber. Like grab it out of the case and then yeah. put it around. See, I, I want to get some. Yeah, gloves it's like ten bucks on Amazon. Yeah, I want to get some gloves for that. I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll send you like yeah. they're like ten bucks. So there's just like a little like you wipe a it around. Mer- mer- Easy peasy. Yep, exactly. Just like that. You it's, type that into Amazon and come right up. I need the Mert Mert machine for records. <laughs> they definitely got that on Prime. Like yeah, well, be yeah the Black Friday deals. They, they and thirty six hours. You just gotta make make the voice hours sound. minus. Yeah, yeah. Do voice text. Mert, mert. Like that meme with the barber, and he's like, "I need the mert, mert." Barber says, "Say no more." Yeah, I got you. <laughs> what were we talking about earlier when uh, we were like the the artists who have like been around for a while? Yes. Yeah, so the Whittler. Uh, Meg mentioned has has been around for quite some time. 
I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't heard of him before, I guess, this summer or this this fall. I saw him at Lost Lands like, for a couple minutes, but I'd never yeah. heard of this guy before. So He's so sick. There's got to be more artists that have just yeah. been around forever that, that kind of pick up steam. Um, I got one yeah, where I was going to go with that was uh, Brusco, who actually mm. played Saturday Night. Mm. Rusko's definitely uh, one of those artists. He he was a part of that lineup. I saw on Twitter uh, yesterday and even today, just like people kind of shitting on like Rusko's drum and bass sets, and I'm like, no, 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 no. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, there will be no Rusko slander. Like yeah. <laughs> this dude, like unacceptable. We're, we're just not going to stand for that at all. And second Flags of all, for review. How about how about you just like sit down? shut up and get educated one time like yeah if you look at what he's doing up on stage he's he's going the extra mile and doing everything by hand and you can hear it and that's why it like, throws people off is that he's doing everything by hand no pre-recording no special setups filters or anything pre-done he's, he's making it on stage and it's it's it. yeah like first of all like the scratching over drum and bass is just something that Vanity. just needs to be seen in person. But like, I don't know, like people like Denver's like the base capital. I get that. But like, they were just like, I don't know. I feel like the reaction from that set was not as positive as I thought it was going to be. Well, maybe the U S I mean, he's like, a, he, no, well, he is a Titan of industry, like yeah. an originator of the genre. And That's like, not only was he like in the early 2000s, like one of the original creators of this genre and the huge wave, he had to leave because he got cancer, beat yeah. cancer, and then came back with a vengeance. Like yeah. this dude fucks. <laughs> like like <laughs> I, I just don't, I just don't understand. And it's, it's like, yes, the first time I heard a Rusko drum and bass set, I failed the pop quiz, and that's okay. And that's okay if you also failed the pop quiz because we all failed the pop yeah, quiz. Pop quiz. There are no, the there are no spark notes. There are no spark notes for this. Like this, he's the fucking Don. Like, like the, it's yeah, simple as 100%. that. There's a yeah. few artists out there too. Who, if first time you see him, you're like, ah, I don't really get it. And then the second time you see him, you say, Oh, I see. Like um, G Jones really did that for me. Cause I saw him for like 20 minutes at, uh, Spring Awakening? No, no, no. Shaky Beats down in Atlanta, Georgia. And this is right before he started putting out his live sets and touring with um, Virtual Self. And the first time I saw him, I said, mm. it's okay. I don't really get the black and white thing, but that's okay. And then I saw him again, and I said, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Because you went home and did your homework and came back ready to ace the test. A friend of mine wouldn't shut up about this G Jones guy. He's like, this is the best thing you'll ever see. Like, go see it. Like, I know it sounds crazy. And, and when you listen to it, it's crazy, but just go see it. And I just, I, I didn't pass the pop quiz the first time, you know, and I, yeah. I learned, okay. I got, didn't get a passing grade. That's okay. We all fail sometimes. And yep. uh, round two came around and I passed that pop quiz. Damn it. That's all that matters. Oh, we love to see it. Speaking of, <laughs> got a brand new EP from Mr. Jones today. Yes, I uh, I just wrote about it as well for Ari. That's going up uh, sometime today, which is last week in your mind. Uh, but great EP, six tracks long. A uh, couple Fantastic. features there, one from ESO XO and one from Epram. Uh, 
the Ephraim E-prom. song Eprom was released earlier this year. And uh, that was Rave, R-A-V-E. Meg wrote a great write-up about that. That's up on our site as well. And we'll link that on our socials too. I think it was, uh, it wasn't me. It was somebody else, but it was a great write-up. The Rave one? I wrote a different one, I think. I'm pretty sure I didn't write that article. I'm not Maybe sure. <laughs> it's been a long couple of months. We'll, 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 we'll check the archives on that one. It's a great article. Whoever wrote it, go check it out. <laughs> oh, that was Allie. Um, <laughs> great article. Yeah. yeah. Allie. Uh, shout out Allie. See? Shout, shout out Allie Mooney. <laughs> great article. I, I remembered the M pretty great well, article. and I was like, Meg. <laughs> Gotta be Meg. I do have two of them. <laughs> um, speaking of new things that were, well, I guess not, it's not a release. It was a... A pop culture tidbit tweet from uh, our boy Enzo when oh, he, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So it sounded like I don't remember what event was it. It was a, uh, I don't remember what event it was, but people it were moshing at his. I don't, set. I don't think that's the important part. I think the important part was people decided that Overthinker was a great time to throw a mosh pit. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it was that song specifically, well, but I, I, yeah, like I. <laughs> I have a feeling as it was soon as that I song. read that on Twitter, I I just like stopped everything I was doing and just started laughing. For those who aren't in so the hard. loop, uh, Inzo it had a very popular song a couple years ago that that kind of jump started his career. Um, it's called Overthinker. You've probably heard it before. Closey's made a very uh, successful remix of that as well. Um, but over the weekend, Inzo tweeted a notes app screenshot politely. Um, asking people not to have mosh pits at his show because uh, it doesn't really fit the vibe he's going for. And I think that's a great point. Like, if you're an artist, you should have the uh, you know capacity to ask your audience to behave or not behave in a certain way. So I think uh, that was definitely an interesting way to do it. Um, it's too well, it's I don't too want to speak for, you... like, the... For it. Well, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I know people are there to have a good time and, you know, you go to shows to get rowdy and party, but like, also, like, there's a point of like just appreciating a set and like taking a moment to like stand and absorb and, you know, enjoy and not like being that party person 24 7. Don't get me wrong, there's definitely a time and a place for it, but like, also be respectful to the people around you too. And I think that's kind of where he was coming from. Yeah, there is a. There is definitely a level of self-awareness you need to have at different shows. So, so sometimes, you know, mosh pits aren't the thing that's acceptable or, or isn't the thing that the artist is looking for you to do, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, and I get it, too. I know a lot of, like, there's a big pop punk, you know, crossover between some EDM music and moshing and all that, but... I, I'm going to be that person and say I've never, A, I've never been in a mosh pit. B, I have no desire to ever be in one. It's just not for me. So I don't, I mean, I get the point of it. I am a fan of, of particular mosh pits and I have had a lot of fun in them, but it really requires okay. everyone in the general area to be on the same page. So mm-hmm. sure. you have to have enough space to do it. Everyone needs to agree mm-hmm. like, hey, let's go. This, this um, is about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need to make sure that people are, are safe and everyone is welcome in a mosh pit too. I think that's the biggest thing. It's that it's not just about being the biggest person and hitting everybody as hard as you can. It's about getting a little bit of that energy out and getting that frustration out that you're walking around with on your back. 
So, you know, pushing yeah. people is acceptable, but you have to take into account that you don't want to hurt somebody. So I, I know I've done it myself and I had to grab people and tell them to stop because they were trying to hurt yeah. somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen those videos. And honestly, <laughs> I, I've been in a few mosh pits here and there, but I primarily use, if I'm like at like a moonrise festival, I primarily use or, or would use mosh pits to get closer to the front. That's a little life hack. Uh, you heard it. You heard it here first. A uh, little life hack is to walk straight through the mosh pit. Pretend that you're going to the mosh pit. Be like, "Excuse yeah. me, I'm going to that mosh pit," and you walk through twenty I, feet I, of I, people. And then I, I would kind of like fire everyone up. I would be like, "Let's, yeah." Like, and, and, then, and then you just back up. Just, yeah. just turn around. Don't face the stage and back right up and turn around. Yeah. And, and it, it was life is good. It was, it was great because like that was like when that was probably like my third or fourth year into like DJing. So I like, like knew how to like count when a drop was going to happen. So I would just <laughs> fucking sprint. You're abusing your superpowers. As it got to like, uh, you know, like the last 16 beats before the drop. And then I was just like, we made it. <laughs> and my friends my, uh, just like, my, my friends just didn't know when to follow me. I was like, I promise you, you should come right now. <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> Favorite pop culture mosh pit was a uh, Shaq at Tomorrow World, <laughs> when he's like in the middle of that giant mosh pit and he's like like pushing people around because <laughs> he's way too big and if he actually pushed people he would like barrel over these kids but he's just kind of like lightly shoving kids out of the way it's so funny. It's <laughs> got like a finger like moving people. He has like he has like his own <laughs> orbit. Like people are gravitating towards him. I wouldn't be surprised uh, yeah, yeah, if Shaq he's had just his own a, gravity. A planet with all of his moons. <laughs> I, I love a good picture of Shaq standing next to anybody because yes. everybody oh, yeah. looks so small. <laughs> like minuscule. <laughs> I, I do find it really funny to, to see him on stage sometimes and then to then see him on TV like later that week. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that juxtaposition is, is great. Um, well... On that note, I do believe it's time to wrap up and head over to our interviews. We're to kick off with an incredible interview with VJ Cobra. Is that the first one here? What Let's do it. First? Yeah, VJ Cobra. And then we're to kick it off to Chef Boyer Beats. All right, and welcome back to our interview series here on the Good Listeners Podcast presented by Heard It Here First. My name is Dan Warren. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Megan. Everyone say hi to Megan. Megan, Hello. say hi. Me say hi. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? We're super stoked today. We've got a freaking awesome guest on the pod. Very talented. Super cool. He's got the coolest hair in the VJ game. <laughs> Please welcome VJ Cobra. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. How's your day going? It's been it's been pretty good, honestly. Not too bad. Nice. Hell yeah. You're out in Florida, is that right? Florida. Yeah, I'm in Jacksonville okay. now. No way, I was born there. <laughs> oh, really? oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you live out here at all? Or were you just so, born here? I lived there from ages like zero to two so i remember okay. close to nothing except nothing for that there was it. alligators behind my house that's about all yeah. i know Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i absolutely love that um 
I am. I'm potentially coming down there for New Year's Eve. Actually, they got that oh, uh, lab group in G yeah. Jones two night yeah. run. Where yeah, is it? It's, it's not like a. It's not like a museum, right? Yeah, it's like a. a what is it? It's yeah, Mosh. It's like a science center museum thing. They have like the planetarium thing in there. I'm pretty Whoa. sure. So they've done a couple of events there before. I've never been to it, so I'm wow. pretty jealous. Cool. I'm pretty jealous of everybody <laughs> going right. to that. <laughs> that does sound super sick. I just yeah. got. I just got to figure out traveling and everything. It's, it's the name of the game. It's the name of the game, right? <laughs> by now, by now, worry about it later. Exactly. <laughs> I tried to do that for Tipper and Friends, and then I worried about it far too close to the event. And was like, oh, I can't get out there. I have no idea how to get there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> one, day, one day. One <laughs> day. Well, we are so stoked to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I guess we can jump right into it. Like, where did this whole journey start for you? Like, what was there like kind of like an aha moment when where you're just like, you know what? I really want to pursue this now. This is really cool. So it's actually funny. Um, EDC Orlando, it was like five years ago. And like EDC Orlando just happened this past weekend. Um, but I went there as my first big festival. And I was actually on the rail for Cascades, like sunset set. And it was like, it was my first time. Like I'm from South Dakota. So like I had never seen like cool, big visual production like that. And that was like, the first time that I was like, oh my God, like you can connect music and visuals and like make people feel a certain way. Like this is amazing. And then I went to another festival, Shaky Beats, six months later, had that same feeling. And nice. I told my, fr I told my friend and she was like, you have to do it. Just go after it. Just do it. And now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that I is so that. awesome. I yeah. feel like there's so many people that have that thought of like, I should do it, but never like mm -hmm. really like follow through on it. And yeah. it's awesome to have that like friend and peer support around you, like cheering you on, being like, go get it, do it. <laughs> oh, she was like, I love her name's Quinn. And she went, she went to EDC Orlando with me. And we were like the only people willing to go. And I like will thank her forever because she listed like all the reasons. Like, you're so into it, like you know all the right people, like you will figure it out. Like, you have to do it. And honestly, I don't know if I would have pursued it without that initial like yes like you gotta do it so very grateful for her that's so cool and like the the fact that like the i guess like the aha moment like came during a cascade set like yeah. to to think about like who you're like being paired up with now and like the types of festivals right now it's like <laughs> How do we how do we get here? Like that, that I know it's like I didn't I didn't even know who Cascade was when I went to that set. I went wow. to yeah, I went to see Bonnie and Clyde, and they were the set before. That's why I was on the rail. And then like all of these people started showing up and they're like, it's a cascade sunset set, like you need to stay right here. And I was like, okay. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. <laughs> so I love that. And like so. First of all, congratulations. You are the first VJ on the Good Listeners podcast. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is a very exciting moment for me. Amazing. Very Thank, you. Uh, Thank you. I absolutely, like, the, the last couple of years, I have just been, like, very much, like, I want to know what the VJs are up to. Mm -hmm. So I've just, like, been yeah. trying to learn, like, who's who. Um, so for our other listeners out there who, like, may not know a gosh darn thing about VJing like can you talk a little bit about like 
what goes into it, like kind of like the equipment you use, so any software. Is it like a is it like an Ableton versus Fruity Loops thing in the music <laughs> production space? Is there like a you know, there's there like a go to software that everyone uses? Like kind of kind of walk us through some of these basics of VJank. Yeah, so I think one of the first thing that's important to address is like everyone gets confused, like what VJing and like visuals are. You know what I mean? Because you can make visuals um, and like 3D programs like Blender is free. And I always like advocate for Blender all the time because it's free. There's a lot of open source software for it. And then there is that like rivalry with like Cinemorph 4D. Like that's what like the professionals use. But that's like if you want to make visuals, if you want to VJ like me, then you use Resolute, you use a gaming laptop, and you use like a MIDI controller. And you, it's literally like being a DJ, but for video. And you just mix video clips together, you sync it to the music, you hit some buttons, like mess with some faders, and you just literally like do your own thing. And that's like the very basics of DJing. It's just layering clips on top of each other and mixing them together to the music. So. I love that. I, I mean, yeah. it, it's it, it's like it's like Guitar Hero in a way. Like, <laughs> you can you can literally like, use a guitar from Guitar Hero and like mix visuals like that. Like that'd be so walk sick. through the crowd. Like people do that. Like you can have so much fun with it. You can plug in any MIDI controller you want. You can mix your effects however you want. You know, you have full control, and that's what like it's amazing. Like that's why everyone has their different styles and. I will say, you know, it's hard to learn about it, though, because it's all, like, self-taught. It's not, like, DJing and producing music where there's, like, a ton of YouTube videos explaining how to do it. So mm -hmm. we're all just kind of out here just, like, mixing shit together, figuring it out on ourselves, so. Do you do, like, the discovery kind of thing that artists do, like, scrolling through SoundCloud and finding new songs? Are you, like, scrolling through, like, YouTube and finding cool videos and stuff? It's like, how do you build your library? Yeah, so when I first, like... When I first got into it, actually, um, it's like, yeah, you're just scrolling through a lot of libraries. You're like trying to find BJ packs because uh, when you get first started, you don't have any content at all. Like you're not prepared for that. Everyone's like, get get the software, like get your MIDI controller. And then you have all of this and you're like, I don't have any content. So <laughs> you either have to buy video packs and dig through that um, people. He does like a bunch of free visuals, but like he's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But like everybody has Beeple clips. So like sure. you can tell, <laughs> you can tell who has like all of the free clips. Um <laughs> like if you have the eye, you know, because everyone's sure. scrolling through the same libraries. Um, and then like free stock footage sites, just scrolling through those. Um, but honestly, I just take a lot of inspiration and just like scroll through Instagram and like look and see what my friends are doing. Like I'm just honestly I'm very inspired by a lot of the visual artists in the game right now so it's like I just look at them and see like what are you guys doing because their work is fucking sick honestly so oh, yeah. <laughs> it must be nice to like develop those relationships and like find new people on like Instagram and connect like virtually like I mean it's so interesting because there's so many similarities to like artists and music scene it's like you're following the same kind of step pattern like building your library building your network yep. and your community it's just a, just a different kind of art form so yeah no it's it's honestly amazing because all the visual artists I feel like we're our own type of little breed you know so we get mm. to connect with all of these visual artists who like we get each other and then yeah it's the same thing with the music like 
we can talk about these same things. But I will say, I don't know shit about producing, about audio. <laughs> like, I'll be, like, trying to talk to some of the producers, and I'm like, I do not know what you guys are saying. But it sounds cool. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Just nod your head. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like basically just how to make really nice music 101 that, that <laughs> anytime they're like going above and beyond i'm like okay i know that you're talking about how to make some sick music right now so that's that's awesome well, well and that's why i wish i knew more about it like i spend all the time with like michael schlump and like just hearing him talk and i'm like i wish i knew what you were saying and i could put this to use <laughs> like music just doesn't click in my head like visuals do so i'm very jealous of musicians honestly I have the same feeling like I like work in the music industry and, you know, podcast, talk about it all day, every day. But like coming up with an original song idea, no idea how people. Yeah, yeah. no, no, totally over my head. no <laughs> I, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> it's 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 so funny hearing that because I, I remember it was like the the last day of Soundhaven this year. And I was like at the main stage and just like happened to run into like Kyoto and like we were just talking and he was just going on and on about the visual artists and like how mind-blowing it is for him <laughs> when like having listened to Kyoto I'm like but my guy like you are making the mind-blowing music <laughs> yep. right now like it's just so funny like hearing the different sides like talk about each other and it, it just I I feel like that kind of a thing just makes the whole experience that much better Oh, for sure. That's so cool. And so you you were talking about how you're like, you know, super inspired right now by a whole bunch of visual artists. Who are some of those names that uh, our listeners should know about? Oh, man, there's like a, I have a whole list. So um, first off, like Peen Poon, a lot of people know about. The big names are like Databyte, Last Crane, um, really love, gosh, Kelly Finn, uh, Brie, she goes by Leia. She does really beautiful touch designer art. Her shit is next level. Um, gosh, me, myself, and I, she's an amazing DJ. Like, beautiful VJing skills, you know what I mean? Um, gosh, who else? Digital D, of course. I feel like I'm missing so many names. Um, Odd G's, visual arts. There's literally so many. I have a list on my website that literally lays out, like, a bunch of people to go follow. Because there's so many honestly. that's that's so sick and what what is what is your website i'm gonna make um, sure it's vjcobra.com vjcobra.com excellent yep yep very easy well i i want all our listeners out there to take a look at vjcobra.com once we hop off here yeah sure there's you. some really good stuff on there oh yeah oh, yeah. um yeah me me personally right now i've been really fucking with the void oh yeah he, he has been just mind-blowing i know meg recently as well got some the void <laughs> yeah that i mean the void plus tipper was like just jaw on the ground let me like pick it up scrape my jaw off the ground oh my god yeah. just like infinite <laughs> chef kisses yeah <laughs> the whole hour just standing there oh my gosh that was like uh God, I got to go to my first Tipper and Friends and that whole visual lineup. Oh like, God. that was absolutely insane. Like, walking away so inspired from that. Like, oh, my God. Next level yeah. shit. Th this was, like, this most recent one? 
Um. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that, that was my first one as well. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Incredible. The stage design too, combined with the visuals. Oh like yeah, the, the projection mapping. So Ooh. crazy. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Like, like when uh yeah like I think it was Datagramma who's paired up with oh, Detox yeah. Unit. They like got so like down in the details, like on the scales. Yeah. And we're like just doing all this crazy stuff. So, so for our listeners who might not know, they're the this the the stage at Tipper and Friends and Sawani was like these two like dragon heads just basically like crossing each other. And the the stuff that these visual artists were able to do off that thing was those, those things were thanging, as they said. Insane. <laughs> insane, next level. That's so cool. So, like, when you when you're VJing, is there like a like a like a specific piece of like content, or like a like a certain sequence that you get particularly excited about when you're about to like drop it on these people? so there's like um so i want to say i did the shrek visuals way in the beginning of the live stream days like march 2020 like my very first live streams i did those super creepy uh shrek visuals because you can find them on youtube and i hell yeah off youtube honestly they're like made in source filmmaker so you can do like really weird shit and i still drop those ones and those ones just make me laugh every single time but then i also have like other really weird ones where it's like they're putting like a pillsbury like doughboy into the oven and like watching him fry and like turn into just like this crisp like i don't know (laughs) these super weird just like off the wall visuals they're just like really fun for me to drop and i think they're hilarious and they're just like kind of like a homage to like my first live stream days and that's what i really like really i honestly played a lot of those because i didn't have any other content i didn't really know how to fucking dj so i just played weird visuals so those ones are my favorite every single time you will see me laughing in front of house when I, drop them. <laughs> I love that every time it's so much fun <laughs> it's always good when you can like look around and not just the artist is up there having a good time but like the whole front of house is gigging oh yeah it too. it's like a full-on party which it should be you know like oh, everyone should be enjoying themselves <laughs> exactly is i will get down every time that's how you know it's like a fun set that's like schlump, like i love working with schlump because Every time I'm moving that entire, like, I come in and I work for one hour and I'm moving that whole entire hour. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> nice little <Hell> workout. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's so sick. And, like, so how, how did you um, first get introduced to Schlump? Uh, so I actually, so I got connected through Fract Alliance originally. Um, and they were hosting a live stream with MP3. It was MP3 DU at the time. It's MP3 Meg now with Franz. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And they hosted Summarize Music Festival. And me and Utah were the visuals pulled on for it. So we did, what, 23 total sets between me and Utah. Ooh, wow. And- yeah, and we like within like four days, we recorded all of these live stream visuals, and he got Lucid set, and I got Schlump set, and then, you know, I was very excited about that. That was like <laughs> Schlump, like Wakan was ev- is everything to me. It was super exciting. I was only three months into like actually truly VJing, um, and then they hit me up again a few months later for another live stream, and then 
hit me up again and we're like hey you want to make our visuals you want to bj for us and i'm like yeah yeah i'll do that <laughs> so, and then now yeah the rest is history honestly that is so cool and that's like just like a perfect example of like how big of an impact like the pandemic had on visual artists vjs oh yeah uh lesser known totally. names so oh that, yeah. that okay. is so cool and like i guess like even before that like how were you um like getting your name out there and introducing yourself to more people as like this whole live stream world was like getting underway so it was actually really interesting because I was in a, a Twitter like group chat that was a bunch of VJs. And honestly, I wasn't really, I wasn't doing much at that time. I was going to pull myself out of that group so many times and just never did. And my friend Taylor, um, another VJ, she posted a thing and was like, Hey, this is a, like a live stream, you know, sign up for it. See what, like, see what happens. Um, didn't hear anything. And then I see my name like on a like a live stream poster and I'm like um like oh shit it's like three weeks from now and Surprise. then like, yeah I'm like all right I guess I'm doing this um so I did that one I like again like I was literally such a baby VJ I did not know what the fuck I was doing so I spent the next three weeks just like practicing every single day after work like practicing so hard that's all I devoted my time to and then did that live stream and there's actually I think like 560 people saw that initial stream that very first one that I did and that kind of got the ball rolling that got me noticed by um other people who were like hosting their own little streams they tuned into that set and then I did a live stream the next day and then the next day and then it literally just kept going. Like people just kept coming to me. I didn't need to put my name out there. I think I did the, there was a stream. There were so many of them, but there was the initial one, like right after that base lab, that first stream. And that was like a bunch of underground artists. And I did so many of those. And it just like, people just kept coming to me, kept coming to me. Hey, will you do visuals? Will you do visuals? So I didn't have to put my name out there. It just, it just all happened really, really quick, honestly. Like yeah. Your work was speaking for itself. Like, people saw yeah. you and they're like, let me get at this girl. This is crazy. <laughs> like, again, like, the first set was honestly crazy because uh, I'd been paired up with Penny Jane. And, like, I was doing, like, very vibey, pretty visuals. It was like I had spent three weeks preparing for this. And then there was something a mishap and they got the timing wrong so i went on to the next set and is this dude he's from like he's from australia i'm pretty sure his name's like tricyclopolis but it was like the creepiest like metal grinding like weirdest <laughs> music ever and a totally different vibe than penny jane like it was amazing it was honestly really cool it was so different and unique but i had to use like really dark visuals really yeah. scary <laughs> visuals like totally different vibe but people fucked with it so much so i'm like all right i guess i'll keep doing like it was again just like a lot of stock footage and free clips and i was mixing mm -hmm. them together and adding effects and people actually liked it i was like okay okay cool sounds for me <laughs> it's it's so funny because like that was so like just that whole concept 
of like VJing was so new to so many different people during the yeah. pandemic. So oh, totally. And everyone's like, wait, what, where, where's this been? Where, like, where's yeah. this been all my life? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and like got to a point where heard it here first, even reached out to you to do a live stream. Yeah. That, that was <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like that was like one of the first times that like I actually knew what heard it here first was when I tuned in to that live stream. No way. Yeah. That's Just, crazy. Like, now, now it's kind of hitting me. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that's how i found yep. out about it like I, yep. I think it was like maybe like a guest mix here or there like super randomly but like the live stream i do remember that mm-hmm. that was a super fun night oh i bet that, that, see the live stream days i can't imagine it like i just worked so much like it was just such a blur so it's really cool to think that there are like people who are actually like sitting back and enjoying it because the whole time I was just like watching like watching the chat or just like watching the visuals and like trying to like how do I how do I make it look cooler next time and then there are people who are just like yeah they're just listening to the music enjoying it this whole time like damn I love that VJ's VJ's studying film during the live stream that is so funny it's like the NFL yeah exactly (laughs) literally though that's why it was cool though because it was like (laughs) you could get live feedback and see what visuals people liked you know what i mean so that's That's so true true. i i do remember like there's so many instances of just who's doing the visuals right now who's doing the visuals right now yep bro did you see that (laughs) chatbot throws in the instagram handle yeah i'm I'm happy (laughs) they're happy yep exactly (laughs) so like going into a set like take us through like the the preset process like what what are you doing to prepare does does Schlump or whoever you're paired up with like send you like a pre-recorded set or like a set list so you can like get an idea of you know what you might throw in or how, how does that all work so it really depends it was you know if i'm coming in and just working like a regular bj set where i'm bjing for six hours straight you know i get some logos handed to me at the beginning of the night and that's it no, I don't know what they're going to play. I have no idea. I'm just going with the music and trying to sync it up. And, you know, you just count beats in your head. It's pretty much what you're doing. And you get a feel for it. You get into your own flow. Like, once you do it long enough, it's you catch on to it. Um, but, like, working with Schlump is a totally different thing because it's, like, we do a lot of shows together. I mm-hmm. know his music really well. And uh, we're doing the Alien Trip Tour now and like i know like the first 15 minutes of his set like i made like a nice intro for it i know Mm -hmm. like his newer music um but for the most part like i just wing it honestly a lot of it is (laughs) just freestyling like like i said schlump i know his music so i have certain like like his banger tracks that everybody knows i like to have like special visuals that match that perfectly but i also like to switch it up i just try to like go with the vibe and go with the feeling um really honestly storytelling is what i try to do best and just really connect with the emotion that's going through the music and trying to picture how do i portray that onto a screen i guess so that's just what i'm trying to do the the whole entire set really 
I'm I'm so glad you just mentioned that last part because that just brought me back to the Super Future Sunrise set at Soundgarden. Yes, yes. That was just <laughs> spectacular. Oh, that I was so excited for that set. Uh, that was amazing. I actually woke up super late for that set and like <laughs> ran over and was like wiping like yeah, crusties out of my eyes. I was supposed to have a mimosa ready and just yes. die, but it was. It was whatever. It was that was such a beautiful morning. I had like it really multiple. Was. It was. I had multiple sunrise sets that weekend, and they were all just so, so beautiful, so nice. I was, I'm bummed. Liquid smoke was right before that, and I missed it. Aww. Oh, oh man, that, that was that. Was, I mean, that end of that was so good. But See, like could, the the sunrise itself was. Uh, you didn't even need the music, but to have the music there and and combine combined with the visuals going on as well was ah. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's that setting, kids. like that sunrise, like really adds to what you're just saying about storytelling. Like it yeah. helps, like it, you are painting the picture, and then the ambiance is coming to life. Yes. And the music's there, and the people. It's, it's just, just like all your senses, just all of it coming in at once. It's exactly, so nice. <laughs> love it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so sick. Like, and and so like. What what do you prefer? Like, do you prefer a setting like that, or do you prefer like the club setting with Schlump on tour? So honestly, my my preference, I love big festivals, like big festivals with the high adrenaline, like or like even like a mid-size, like I haven't done any stadium or arena shows, but like the bigger rooms are really just like holy cow, like, I love having a very cool stage in front of me <laughs> is yeah. personally what I like. And just Hell getting yeah. to design, like, different stuff on the visuals. I'm honestly just so focused on the visuals for most of the time. Um, and But it's, like, those bigger settings, too, it's also more common to have, like, more of my friends there and more artists that I've worked with before, and I get to see, like, a lot more them of them. Um, like, with the tour stuff, though, I feel like, I don't really like I come in I'm traveling a lot so I'm like tired I only come in for like the maybe like an hour before slump set and I'm just like don't get enjoyed as much you know but uh honestly big festivals that's what I like big festivals big screens yeah <laughs> bigger <day>. the better <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> did you I, I can't remember because there was just so much happening that Soundhaven weekend but did you get to perform on the UFO? Yes, I did. Uh, tape these visuals. Oh, oh that's, yeah. that's yes. awesome. I, I was, oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah, no, I was on rail for that during that. Yes, that was, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a very fun one. Yeah, me and him worked together. Like, he was one of the very first artists I worked with back in like no April way. 2020. Yeah, April, wow. I think it's April or May 2020. So it was like very like full circle moment to get to do the UFO stage with him. It was very special. So that was That's awesome. Sick. And oh, that was so sick. <laughs> were you were you two like kind of close by to each other in Florida or how far were you guys? No, so he's actually he's South Florida. He's the nice, warm, blue, blue water Florida. So, <laughs> I'm for yeah, I'm further north. I'm almost near Georgia, honestly. I think like I'm 45 minutes away from Georgia. Oh so, gotcha. yeah, yeah. 
That's so fun. But yeah, we we love Tate B here at oh, yeah. Ear First. He's Just great guy. So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm so hoping how- to see, I'm hoping to see him and a lot of other favorites here on the blog uh, this week in Denver. Yeah, I'm going to be out there. And like for like a work trip, and like it lined up with those pecan oh. shows. Yes, are you going to be there yeah. Saturday? What days are you going? Well, I'm I'm trying to find a ticket to Saturday because I saw it was sold out. Yeah, so yeah. I am. I'm just throwing hail marys to the community right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> make some <something> stick. <laughs> make, make something happen. <laughs> well, Hitting up all the ticket exchanges. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I, I I have confidence. I have confidence. It'll happen. Where there's It'll a will, happen. there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, speaking of traveling to different cities, like where, like where have been like some of your favorite places to play uh-huh. or perform so, rather? So honestly. I get like some of the places jumbled up. I want to say one <laughs> of them was, I think it was the Lunar Tide pre-party last year was oh, really, nice. really fun. That one was really cool. It wasn't like a, it was just like a rectangle stage, but just like the vibe of everyone was really, mm-hmm. really nice. Um, Where else did I go? San Francisco was just cool as yeah. fuck to like go to because that like Michael's from the Bay. So that was like a hometown show. That was like, okay. Nice. That was my first time in California ever. That was no like way. Really, yeah, that was really special. That was uh almost a year ago. So San Francisco was really cool. I love playing in Denver. Denver is always a blast. Um, yeah, the vibes and, out there are crazy. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> There's I have so many friends in Denver, so it's just always nice to go back there. Um, nice. And there's another one. Like I said, I get the places mixed up. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many good ones, honestly. Uh, maybe like instead of favorite venues, like what, what are some of your favorite festivals that so, you performed at? Ooh, so I want to shout out Dance Fest. Um, I got to work there as work alongside my friend Alyssa. She was video one for the weekend doing a lot of main stage stuff. I did the side stage and that whole festival. um, Amazing how they ran it. They were like, I felt taken care of as a VJ, as a video, like tech, everything amazing and that crowd was so much fun and it was like more of a mainstream festival you know what i mean like i've done a lot of like the tipper and friend sound haven like a lot of the more underground stuff so to go mm-hmm. to where more like bigger names were and just like honestly back to who i was back in like 2018 was really cool but dance fest was absolutely amazing um wakan of course absolutely amazing um, and Soundhaven, Soundhaven was a blast. That was so much fun. Oh, all yeah. got me reminiscing now. Is it Dance Fest Topia? Is that yeah, Dance Fest Topia? Oh, okay, nice, yep. nice. Is that yep. Kansas City? Kansas City, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy that. <laughs> We're, we're throwing festivals in Kansas City now. Oh, it was so, it's actually like on a camp, like it's a kid's camp. So Whoa. like, yeah, so there I was like that. a rock climbing wall, like apparently <laughs> there's a zip line, there's a, you can go like canoeing in the lake, there was like, um, we stayed in a cabin, like see, we were on site at the festival, so it was literally like a two, three minute walk to get to main stage. 
So that was so fucking cool. But yeah, literally a kid's camp. There was even like a little like fire circle that you could sit at and like chairs to like tell stories. It was it's really cool. Really interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any like dream festivals where you like would love to play or like anything that stands out to you as like I know Wakan was a big one and that's insane that you've already accomplished that goal. Like so far, like <laughs> we're only doing it for a couple of years. Like, and you're like, box checked. I did it. Like that is <laughs> no. awesome, dude. Yeah. So I want to do main stage Wakan. Um, okay. That would be amazing. It was, uh, I don't, it just didn't work out this year, which was fine. I was very grateful to be there, but though the stage there this year was so sick. I was like, Oh, I want to make it back there. Um, <laughs> Lost Lands, even though I'm not like a big dubstep person anymore, mm-hmm. the production at Lost Lands is just so next level that I'm it's just wild. Like, I just need to like do it. You know what I yeah. mean? I there was apparently some uh video issues this year because it was just so like freaking massive and you need really? so many processors to run it. Yeah, there was a few visual artists who's honest they didn't get a play or their sets were just messed up and oh, yeah like super disappointing like main stage ones too so it's just oh like, wow it's like that's the name of the game like that shit sucks though so it's like mm-hmm. but those screens are just absolutely massive so i i have to make my way out to lost land and then it's wild edc las vegas too just to say that i can check that one off totally like just once once i have those three and then all the overseas shit but i'll get to yeah that. It's like, like a rampage. world out there. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, I'm <laughs> my friend Katie, she's on tour with Russ right now, and oh, wow. she's overseas. Like I think she's in New Zealand right now or something. But she was in like India, like all of these different places. I'm like, it is so fucking cool to see. Like That's I will get crazy. there. I will get there. You totally will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So obviously like over the last couple of years, the visual artists and like VJing game has just like exploded mm-hmm. kind of like out of nowhere too, just like with the pandemic and everything, w- knowing what we know now, like where do you see the future of like visual art and VJing going? Like I know like, so like something that sticks out to me is like in 2019 at camp bisco when like datagramma did the projection mapping off of the like pavilion like the ceiling of that pavilion where tipper was playing mm-hmm. i i had never seen anything like that and did not think like that was possible so like really cool experience but like like those type of moments like where where do you see like visual art and like vjing going next level like that so honestly, that's a that's a really great question. I feel like I haven't really like thought that much into it, honestly. Um, I will say to start off, I think the quality and expectations of visuals is getting a lot higher. And I will say that's one thing. Um, like even a few years ago, personally, just me as like a regular baby BJ, if I saw free like loops playing at a festival i would get so pissed off and but like nobody else would notice that shit you know what i mean but i feel like Mm -hmm. more people are noticing that so i think the expectations are definitely rising and people are wanting more and more out of visual experiences at especially at raves and festivals you know what i mean like that's what you expect 
Um, so I think there's going to be a lot more like immersive stuff, a lot more projection mapping. Um, a lot of like the stuff you see now with like the connect stuff, like where you move in front of it and move just like where you're moving with oh. the visuals. I think a lot of people want to be connected with the visuals and control it. Um, so I think that's definitely going to be a big thing. Um, more VR stuff I think is going to come out and mm -hmm. honest, honestly, those are like the big trends that I see that will keep going out but i don't know that's a great question i honestly want to like <laughs> think on later and be like where is this going <laughs> i love that you mentioned that like interactive like you know swipe your hand and the things move or bubbles yeah. are all over and it's like interesting to think so i'm curious your opinion like i could totally see it going that direction but do you think that takes away a little bit from like what you're doing because like you're almost putting the power in somebody else's hands to like control what's going on like visually but like technically like that's why that's what you're doing so like what's that so, i don't know so that's also a great question i think maybe <laughs> the more stuff like that i feel like it's more uh not necessarily like going with the music or anything it's more like of a side thing it's not like a main attraction thing okay and totally. you're still gonna yeah like you're still gonna have like your main video people who's like right, right controlling right. big shit but even then you can still have like i said with the guitar hero thing earlier people walking through the crowd and controlling it themselves and stuff yeah. like that but i feel like honestly it, it just depends on the vibe if it's a super totally. big festival and you're super like you are known for your visuals yeah you're not gonna have interactive shit but if it's like right. a cool like vibey like more friendly like you know homey fest or show type thing then that mm -hmm. interactive like uh alchemy productions in saint petersburg they have shit like that at their shows just okay. interactive and get people like when they move around they can do that so i don't think it necessarily takes away from it i think that's fair I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just about i mean like and i think that you were i mean i who knows but my i'm inclined to believe you're on the money with like being like it's like a component but not like maybe the main event or like parts of it or like maybe the ceiling's interactive but there's still yeah. have, like you're controlling what's going on on the screen and stuff like that and yeah. um but it's so cool to think about like damn where are we going <laughs> yeah no it's, technology's moving quick too so it's yeah. like, for sure oh my gosh it's crazy to think about even like 4k clips like are scaring me because i'm like that, <laughs> like the power your computer needs to run those and then if that's just like the standard of vjing and it's like everybody oh, yeah. has those clips it just like that thought keeps me up at night so i'm just like <laughs> oh my god technology just slow down a little bit please yeah. <laughs> please just take a week off we're fine we're just fine a just a little bit <laughs> that's oh, so man, funny that's awesome. yeah like <laughs> i i worry about like i i have like so much music on my laptop and mm -hmm. i worry about like oh man is buying or like downloading one more album gonna be like that final <laughs> kicker like oh yeah. man like oh <laughs> uh, so yeah i can't even imagine like a 4k clip yeah that that's that's gotta be it, a lot yeah. yeah it's i mean more people are moving to it and the led walls more and more are being 4k so it's yeah like, you're gonna you can notice when it like a not 4k is clip is being played on a 4k screen you know what i mean sure, so it's yeah. like it's slowly making its way there but like also those screens are super fucking expensive so yeah like, <laughs> so like for uh, like regular concerts and shit like i don't think it's something we have to worry about but like 
I, like I said, I'm trying to do big festivals, big crazy shit, and that's like, oh my god, those. Uh, I don't even want to talk about that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Stresses me out thinking about it. <laughs> do you have any? Uh, what what shows do you have upcoming? What's on your uh, What's on your calendar? What's coming up? So I will be at the Mission Ballroom on Saturday with Love. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Houston, I think, is the following weekend. Um, and then next month, we're going to Minneapolis, I believe. Um, and then there's a lot of, uh, I think, Southeastern shows the beginning of, like, January and the Phase 2 of Alien Trip Tour with Schlump. So I'm really excited for that. But lately, I've honestly been getting, like, a lot of last-minute shit, like, two days before. Like, hey, come out, come play. So I'm like, okay. But right now, honestly, I just got a few things with Schlump coming up. So I'm I'm making those really special. Nice. Sounds like you're busy, busy, which is great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> grateful for it. I'm, I'm honestly living the dream. I'm happy. <laughs> That's awesome. That. Yeah. We well, could be I, happy for you. <laughs> now I definitely need to find a ticket. Yeah. No, I, mean, I don't know how their guest list situation works out, but if I can get you, I got you. <laughs> I mean, that would, that'd be unreal. Yeah, I'd you know. be, be forever grateful for that. That'd, that'd be so sick. <laughs> um well i think i feel like we've covered a lot here um yeah. i guess maybe to like close this out like what is like out of everything like what is the best part about doing what you do is it like the actual vjing part of it is it like the traveling is it the listening to so many different types of music like what what do you what would you say is the best part about where you are now in life honestly I think it's it's surprising. It's very rewarding to be able to go to shows and to have people like come up to me and be like, hey, like I'm pursuing visuals or I went after my dreams or I did this because I saw you do it. And that like I'm tearing up just thinking about that. That <laughs> is what makes it so special to me because like I have a TikTok page where I have like 15,000 people who follow me and like there's these crazy videos about me DJing that people have seen and like I was at Wakan multiple people came up and told me like I'm a VJ because of you and that oh. shit is just like wow so just honestly inspiring people to like go after their passions and just like really go for it most yeah. rewarding part of my job by far DJing though the actual DJing it that's like the next thing that shit is yeah. cool it's that's so much cool <laughs> 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 for sure <laughs> no yeah that, that's that's so awesome and yeah i that's what we didn't talk about like you're like big on tiktok and like yeah. kind of you're like sharing what you've learned along the way and like kind of giving people that insider you know look at what yeah. you do behind the scenes of everything so i i love that i love that you're using that platform you know for like you know the the educational behind the scenes look you know not not a lot of people are willing to you know give people that kind of look so yeah. you know hat, hats off to you for doing that and it's clearly inspired a lot of people no yeah no it's i'm i'm happy to do it i wish i had that type of resource when i first started so it's like if i like i said if i can give back and like help people who like i just remember having to do like little basic shit that really like 
stopped my progress and just like my motivation like trying to become a vj because there's little tiny shit that you can't figure out unless you know somebody who knows it you know what i mean you need to know another vj who you can trust and go to and ask those questions so i'm like if i can just make little videos saying hey this is how you do it and it can help someone and then <laughs> or can inspire someone to you know do their own shit then i can record a video for you know a minute and post it and see who likes it so i'm just happy to do it honestly one of my favorite phrases is rising tides raise all ships. And so throwing that information out there just helps everyone, yes. everyone, makes the community even better. And it's so awesome that you're giving back in that way. And so meaningful, obviously, to so many people because they've come up <laughs> and told you that, which yeah. is really amazing. Yes. Yeah. Hats For off sure. to you, girl. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, we can't thank you enough for, you know, taking a little bit of your time to chat with us here on the good listeners podcast uh one more time for our listeners what is the what, what is your website that people can go check out so you can go to vjcobra.com um and if you want to see like my socials it's vjcobra.com slash socials and that's how you can follow me on everything too awesome awesome well thank you so much again i yeah, think thank this, you so this, much we we learned so much just about your world and you know how you got to where you are today so just thank you so much again for spending some time with us yes, yeah thank you so much it was amazing talking with you guys <laughs> have a blast in denver <laughs> oh i will i will oh, yeah. i hope to yeah. see you there <laughs> yes hope to see you there yep <laughs> all right we'll uh we'll kick it over to ari now thanks again for tuning in and now we're gonna kick it off to chef all right, and welcome back to our artist interview series on the Good Listeners podcast presented by Heard It Here First. My name is Dan Warren, and joining me today, uh, we got Megan uh, from the team as well, uh, joining me for a very special edition of our artist interview series. Uh, this guy is uh, ha has become one of my favorite producers in recent memory. Uh, We've mentioned his name a ton here on the show so far. Uh, so please join me in welcoming Chef Boyer Beats to the pod. Chef, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Doing good. It's a nice, beautiful morning. Not as scorching as it was last week. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was killer. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I, I uh, you know, I am, I guess fortunate to not have experienced this disgusting heat that's been hitting California recently. So it's nice to see that you two are uh, surviving that. <laughs> yeah. The first day was really bad, but uh, definitely got a little bit easier. My, I have like an AC unit in my room, but I guess I didn't have like the back hose that filtered all the hot air out, like closed completely. And then on top oh, of that, no. so I just moved in here too. And, um, the guy before just had like kind of a plastic bag like blocking the window and it was working fine up until the heat wave but then yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's bad yeah hopefully you got that figured That's... out quick and yeah yeah jeez that's no good yeah that's wild well yeah i know you're uh kind of in the middle of some uh epic traveling and touring going on right now so i believe what was it this this past weekend you were in denver was it yep yeah 
the uh, the Ogden for Zeke Beats in uh, Minnesota. Hell yeah, yeah that, that show looked massive. Yeah, it was crazy. That looked yeah, that looked absolutely insane. And yeah, I, I feel like you've been playing a lot of just like very well curated uh, shows recently. So you know, we we had this one. Um, I know Megan was actually at your uh, B side show uh, in LA that featured who was it? Super Task and Truth, Truth and Distinct Motive. Yeah, yeah, that show was killer. Yeah, it was. That was honestly one of my favorite shows this year so far. Hell yeah, yeah. It's a fun room, and I feel like B side brings out some good people, and like it's just kind of like big fan vibes, and I don't know. I feel like all the homies pull up to those shows. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and is is is. I'm I'm not as familiar with B sides. Is that the one uh, like tied to a <laughs> Oh, bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, she creates those. It's it's her and uh, Murad are the co-creators. I got you. Mur- that, that's Murad doesn't cool. really like make music or anything. He's just a promoter. But they both started B side way back. Nice. Yeah, it made kind of a resurgence after COVID. If that's correct, right? <laughs> Yeah, they were doing a bunch of live streams. I know um, during during the, the pandemic break, but uh, yeah, they're they're finally coming back out strong. Yeah, they've had some crazy lineups this year too. Yeah. I was at the when they presented that Back to Basics tour with Push Loop and the Whittler. It was another good one. I I actually missed that one. I really wanted to go, but I think it was just around a time there was like super saturated amount of events, and I was just super burnt oh, yeah. out. I hear yeah, It's tough to keep up in the scene sometimes because, like, I feel like on any given weekend, like, I'm pretty close to San Francisco and, like, you know, there's, like, four or five shows happening on a night and the weekend is just crazy and got to make choices and people pulling you in different directions. It, I'm sure it gets a lot, especially when you're as connected as you are. Yeah, honestly, L.A. has been kind of, like, lacking, in my opinion, in terms of, like, consistent events. Like, well, mm. we've occasionally had some, like big shows for at least like left field experimental bass and stuff mm-hmm. but nothing like as consistent as it was like pre-pandemic in my opinion hmm. um well so the guy who used to be in charge of booking talent booking bass rush he he got laid off or whatever during covid uh, now whoever's talent booking for bass rush doesn't book any of our shit anymore a lot of us in here by the way is that okay yeah okay. of course <laughs> <laughs> um we're yeah, friendly so, so yeah we don't <laughs> We don't have like any corporate backed funding like shows anymore for for our kind of stuff. They pretty much just exclusively book like Bro Step and Rhythm and all that at you know Exchange and Academy and all that. Um, so he's actually doing System Error now with Shy, who's okay. also working at Bass Rush with him. So that's like their kind of new joint thing. But like it's like same thing with B Side, where it's like they're not they're not throwing shows like once a month or twice a month. You know what I mean? They're kind of more like spread out, which is cool and all. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like kind of like super busy now, where I'm not really complaining. But I can only under I can only imagine like what it's like for up and comers in the scene trying to like play shows and like get on people's radars and stuff because it's just not like super consistent anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen some like little things like pop up. Um, I know like uh, you and some of the homies have played Blind Tiger a couple times, and there's a couple like underground shows like that that have been rising out of the ashes, but. It totally makes sense. The consistency is just not there. Yeah, and I mean, well, Blind Tiger isn't even doing the base shows anymore. I don't even think they're doing Oh, really? Their, I don't even think they're doing their weeklies anymore, to be honest. I haven't seen anything. 
They've been, yeah. I mean, they, they had like a, a month and a half or two month long residency at Space Yacht. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I don't think I've seen them promote them doing their shows at their original location anymore. Interesting. So it's just, yeah, that inconsistency and sporadic nature of all these events. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it, it was just everybody kind of went super hard out of the gate when everything opened back up. And now it's kind of just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we also had um so the house I live in is uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the base waffles crew. Yeah. Um so yeah. they actually used to do another monthly besides base waffles called Mutate. And that was okay. kind of like that was like their ticketed event monthly. And mm-hmm. so they were bringing out like Slug Wife and I know they brought out like Jade and Frequent for one show oh, yeah. like Truth for another show. I know they brought out Weather and Push Loop for their like first show ever like way back. But oh, nice. they're just another smaller promoter group that like has been doing really ticketed shows anymore because they were like barely breaking even and like just it's super hard, you know. Yeah, it's rough out there, but that crew is for sure holding down a huge corner of the scene out in LA. I mean, I was out there like take over at the Unts. They're just they kill it all the time and are just like the nicest, coolest people too. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed getting to know them and going to some of their shows and such. Just really awesome people. Oh yeah, which yeah, makes that, it that, like sad that they're not doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's something I was kind of wondering too. Like, I know you like grew up in LA, so I'm like kind of curious. Like, what was the the scene like when you were like first getting into it, and like so, what, what types of shows okay. were you going to? Um, so I actually am from originally from Anaheim. Um, I've been living in LA for the last four years now. Oh, um, gotcha. But so I was living actually in Anaheim originally. I just finished at Cal State Fullerton, like towards the end of it. And one of my homies, well, actually, I met him through SoundCloud. He like found me oh, nice. and he's local to the area and was like, yo, like I love your music. Like, would be down to do like a release with you or whatever. And he's the one who actually like brought me to my first bass waffles back in like 2017. <laughs> wow. And like, awesome. yeah. And I was just like, whoa, like I didn't realize there's this whole other like, scene over here you know and that was kind of like my introduction to the whole local scene and just kind of like you know started eventually going to more and more baseball events and meeting people and stuff and that was also kind of like around the time i was really diving more into like the left field bass scene in general too um because i originally had started making like trance and techno and more four on the floor type stuff when i originally started out and kind of like Started making more beats once I discovered like Carmack and Flume. And then when I went to Lightning in a Bottle 2016, that was like really my introduction to like the experimental scene. This Very like, cool. Roast up and all that. <laughs> and and for for some of our listeners who might not know what it is, what, what exactly is uh, Base Waffles? Is that just like an events company or? Yeah. So they throw a, a monthly show at the last Sunday of every month. It's free. Uh, they bring out Hennessy sound system, which is like, in my opinion, mm. one, of the, one of the best sound systems. Um, and they serve free waffles. They have like different flavored waffles and stuff. And yeah, it's just like a fat homie fest. They sometimes bring out some really like dope artists cause it's all, all the artists pretty much play for free. It's not like a paid event. Um, so it's like pretty much like whoever's in town and whoever's down at the moment so sometimes it gets some like really big artists sometimes it's just you know homies but like it's always like a good time and they've really kind of fostered a really cool community here in la 
yeah, even if it's when it's just the residents, they really throw down and you know put on a great show. And like I feel like they've been doing more now, like starting to do like stage takeovers, like I mentioned, like at the Unts and kind of spreading out and like putting up some other people and bringing out some like smaller names and you know developing some of these artists who really deserve a platform, which is super awesome. I know you know they only have their smaller events, but like I said, with these takeovers and such, I feel like they're really killing it oh, and yeah. doing a lot for the scene. Yeah, they're they're really good people. Yeah, I ab I absolutely love that concept of free waffles at the show. <laughs> I, I really wish something like that existed here on the East Coast. Um, yeah. And yeah, just like, the fact that they've done like free shows too for like this long is like, I don't know, super cool. It's pretty crazy. That That's awesome. And like, I, I'm assuming like there's a nice just like sense of community at these shows. Like with, with each one that happens, you know, you, you tell a friend, uh, some more people show up and, you know, the, the community just continues to grow. Yeah, pretty much every time I go, it's just like a fat homie fest, you know, which is nice because I, I know after everything started opening back up and I was going to more some of the other shows that were being thrown by other promoters, I would go and I would like not really see as many of the close homies or whatever. And it was just kind of weird. I don't know. Just like the whole homie community was kind of like lost. Yeah. It's tough coming back from, I mean, I think everybody can empathize. Coming back from COVID was tough. Did yeah. you feel like uh, during that time, it was like easier for you to sit down and focus on music because there wasn't much going on or was like the lack of like events and connection and uh, things going on, did that make it harder for you to work on music? Um, well, it was hard for me to work on music and other reasons. So <laughs> my laptop kind of shit the bed. And, oh no! Um, so I took it into a shop that someone had recommended to me, which was a terrible idea because it wasn't like an Apple certified one. But he told me it was super good, and um, they took over a month just to like replace the battery that had like oversized or whatever in the laptop. So I didn't have a laptop for, like over a month. I finally got it back, and like the battery, the new battery, supposed new battery, um, literally only lasted like an hour or two when I had it, like, oh, no. when I was, like, running shit on it. And it just was, like, same issues, like, none of my projects. I couldn't even make, like, a beat with more than, like, a hi-hat, a kick, and a snare. It was, like, pretty shitty. Wow. Um, so I took it in again. It was same shit. Like, they had it for a while. And, like, um, yeah, and it still didn't really fix the issue. So then I was, like, all right, well, I'm going to try and make, like, a PC and do a Hackintosh on it. So I built a whole PC. had, like, a family friend, like, install the hackintosh on there when i brought it back to my house uh i plugged in the usb to like upload you know the ableton keygen to register it and all that shit because i wasn't connected to the wi-fi yet mm -hmm. and the motherboard fried <gasps> so i had to get a whole new well first we had to like <laughs> first we had to you know check to see what the issue was because we didn't even know what the issue was it's like we put in a whole new power thing wasn't it so we Next thing was a motherboard, so we, I just recalled the motherboard on Amazon and got a new one. Ended up fixing the issue, but when I uh, turned on the computer, the Mac partition wouldn't boot. And at this point, I was already like three months in of like not working at music. Oh my god, like, bro! I'm fucking over this. Like, I guess I'm gonna start using PC, and so I used it for a couple months, but I wasn't really fucking with it. And mm -hmm. my audio interface is also like native for Macs. They don't mm -hmm. really give a lot of PC support. And for whatever reason, if my PC was on, 
I would get mad like static out of my speakers oh. and it was also mm. getting I have a an, an analog synth and it was also like getting into the recordings too so I was like eventually I was just over it and I like sold the PC and got a Mac mini wow what a frustratingly long journey yeah. that must have been <laughs> yeah it was a lot and on top of that I was like dating somebody and that was like super rocky and just not good for my mental health so it was a uh, it was a wild couple months but um yeah, once not I got like, yeah, once I got like the new pandemic. PC and shit, yeah, and and <laughs> yeah, with the pandemic too, and once I passed that whole thing, um, I just kind of like grinded on music super hard and ended up being like super nice. Like, definitely kind of miss not having any obligations or doing anything besides just like work and then coming home to work on music and just rinse repeat for like a couple months, you know? Yeah, that that definitely seems like uh yeah at least at the time like a, a solid routine where you, you you know do do your job and then like just have the rest of the time to focus on music yeah it was nice that's wow. super cool yeah um so yeah i mean i feel like the the first time i first heard chef boyer beats was a release on wavecraft collective which is uh some some are good friends we, we love covering wavecraft collective um and yeah I, I feel like i've seen you on a lot of different labels i feel like so there was that one um i feel like i saw you on matt zoe's label potentially mm -hmm. yeah that was like uh almost three years ago now wow yeah i love mad zoo it's a great label. One of my singles at the beginning of the year, the Flight Malfunction one, got premiered on uh, Deep Tempo. And they did like a, what is it, joint like Instagram collab post or whatever. And from that, uh, Dre of Truth followed me on Instagram. And I was just like, fuck it. I, I'm just going <laughs> to shoot my shot. Hell yeah. So I just DM'd him, sent him a bunch of music. And uh, he was just like, all right, just like take we like these seven songs pick four of them for an EP. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Sick. Sounds yeah. Great. And, and then he was just like, all right, welcome to the family. I'm just like, what the fuck? That was, and <laughs> it's, it's funny. Cause so the day he like hit me back up to kind of like say, welcome to the family. That was the day the Turnian video went viral. So no it way. Just, wow. yeah, it was just like super crazy. Everything where I was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Dude, I can't even yeah. tell you how many times I've watched that video. That video yeah. is so good. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, that was definitely something I wanted to ask you. Like, that, that's actually crazy that that happened on the same day. Yeah, what a wild ride. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's like, it wasn't even like related per se. It was like, they didn't sign me because of the video. Yeah. Which is, is kind of cool too. That is awesome. Have you had much connection with the Turning Sound guys outside of that video? Like, did that spawn any sort of conversation between you guys? I had already been kind of uh, talking a lot with Eric, who's I'm probably most close with. Um, I've talked to Andrew a few times. Jack is kind of like, I don't know, he hasn't really spawned much. But <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eric's for sure the guy I'm, I've been chatting up the most. I had just been sending him music for a while. And then yeah just was flying back from a show in florida and he was like yo like we played your song last night the peak first said it was like the crazy shit like i gotta send you a video <laughs> and then 
yeah, that's that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> Damn, that is that, too cool. That's amazing. Hey, that that is a great story and just like lesson for any aspiring artist listening to this right now. Always shoot your shot because you never know what might happen. So that yeah. that is that's so cool. Oh yeah. man, and yeah, it's and then like how it's like kind of always happened too for most of the label releases I've done. It's you know just like continually shooting my shot or whatever absolutely yeah just yeah. just that persistence no i i, I love that just put uh, yourself out there yeah that's so cool so you have a pretty busy fall coming up here with a lot of uh unique and very cool festival lineups uh i know the one that literally just announced like not even an hour ago lunar tide out in chicago that one looks insane yeah i'm so hyped for that it looks like uh just like a lot of the up-and-coming names that i feel like are being seen a lot more now getting that spotlight for that two-day festival out in chicago i'm gonna do my best to go out there because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's so cool yeah, I'm most likely going to be staying at Jeremy's pad for that weekend. Oh, nice. Oh, very so cool. that'll, be, that'll be tight. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Might have to hit him up for that. Yeah. He's a good friend of good friend of the pod, fellow TGP homie. Mm -hmm. He's a great guy. Much love to uh, Jeremy Franks. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then you also have uh, Infrasound Equinox coming up as well. That one looks crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm very stoked for that. It's uh and I went last year in October too, which was actually the first time I met Jeremy as well. Oh nice. Um, but that was honestly probably like one of my favorite festival experiences I've ever been a part of. Like I don't know, just all three days were great. The weather was great. It was like below eighty every single day and overcast. Ooh. Um it like nice. lightly rained the last day, but like all the sets were fire. Just Super great experience. So I'm super excited to go back this year. That's, that's awesome. Fun. Yeah, jinx. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> so many good things about that festival. And that's another one that seems like, you know, I mean, it's obviously a very like specific and pretty curated lineup that they have going on there. But like mad homie vibes, everyone there seems pretty supportive. And like, it's like it really kind of underlines that aspect of community and like, you know, pulling people up in the scene and, you know, being that supportive kind of really awesome event that is a platform for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and the, the crowd there is always like, I don't know, all three days, the crowd was just super hype and like so full of energy compared to like so many other places where it's like, they just kind of like stand there or whatever. And like, even if they are enjoying it, like, yeah, I hear it was like, literally they're like slapping their hands, like on the stage, like, oh, like <laughs> just like, like the, the, the only time I've seen that type of energy really is like, when I, the first time I played the Black Box. Dang. Yeah, I'm sure as an artist playing one of those shows too, like, you know, when you play Black Box, you can really like receive that energy and like it makes a huge difference and hypes you guys up, I'm sure. And like, you know, makes you feel that much better and put that much more energy back into it, like your set and the music you're playing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So something I really love about like the size of, you know, like a, an infrasound, um, you know, even like a sound haven, like some of these like, smaller type homey festivals uh i really like seeing um you know 
the artists who are on the lineup, like in the crowd, supporting other artists on the lineup, which I feel like you don't see as much, or may, maybe you don't just because they're a lot bigger, but like, you know, at like an EDC or like uh, an E-Force. I know there are artists hanging around at E-Force a lot, but I feel like, you know, like really like in the main pit or crowd at these smaller festivals, I feel like you just see a lot more artists like supporting other artists, uh, which I think is just really cool to see. Oh yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Um, and speaking of Soundhaven, I know you got a chance to play on uh, the uh, planetary stage there. Uh, so talk about the experience at Soundhaven. Soundhaven was really cool. It was also very humid and hot. Oh yeah. Um, which I don't know if I could do like a three day festival like that in the South again, that was a lot. Yeah. Um, but it was still a lot of fun. I got to meet like a lot of people for the first time and playing there was super sick. Um, Enigma dubs was first on the lineup for that night on that stage. And like 30 minutes into his set, it just like started pouring rain. And so mm. we were just like, fuck, like, I was like, I was like dude, <laughs> this would happen to me like if my site gets canceled like fly all the way over here and like not even get to play right oh there. man but it ended up going away after like 30 minutes and like they still gave it gave everybody an hour after that but and then nice. it got cut um but yeah it was it was actually really sick um my homie who let me crash his pad uh when i flew into atlanta to drive down there he brought out like a bunch of shift party like cans was handing them out. <laughs> and then um, one of my other friends brought in a bunch of chef hats and was handing those out in the crowd too. Hell yeah. That, that's so funny. Yeah. We, we, uh, we actually had an episode early on where we were recapping or I, I was recapping Soundhaven and I actually did see uh, the person handing out the chef Boyardee during the set. <laughs> so that, that was just awesome to witness. And, just the look of surprise on the the attendees face like receiving the chef board you're like why am i receiving this at 2 30 in the morning this is absolutely insane but i am here for it just real gremlin hours <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. um and on it i thought that uh architect killed it on your visuals as well super yeah sick. he did yeah that's awesome. that's awesome. Do you yeah, work and, uh, directly with a lot of like visual producers for any of these shows and stuff? And like, what uh, kind of component does that play in some of like your sets or maybe even touring uh, your touring show? So I actually have a bunch of visuals already made from my homie here in LA. Uh, his name's he goes by Squid Emoji, um, and he's actually the resident VJ at Base Waffles. So like for oh, yeah. Base Waffles shows, he brings out like six or seven like different size TVs and stuff. And it'll have like different visuals playing on all the TVs, and one of them has like a camera looking in the crowds, and it's like all distorted and analogy and shit. It's so um, cool. <laughs> yeah. So like he actually made all of my visuals. I have like a ton of stuff from him, um, but I know Architect had like his own visuals that he had made specifically for my set, um, which I still need to hit him up. Honestly, I've been super bad about that. Um, yeah. Shout out ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Heard that. Yeah, but it's it's honestly like that was like a specific thing because he was like, yeah, I made like all these chef visuals. Like, I really want to play them out, and I was like, go for it, dude, hell yeah! But like a lot of the other shows, like I'll give my visuals to VJs, and like they won't even like play my visuals, and I'm like, 
Mm. Dog, I've dropped like over $600 on these visuals. And like, I feel like they complement, you know, my style and my music and all that. And like, just for you to go out and like not even play the visuals is kind of like annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Especially like if you have that conversation beforehand too. And like, you know, I don't know. I guess different people, different places, different pr preferences, whatever. But still, like, you know, if you have that conversation and you express that, like, you know, sentiment of wanting something in particular and then for that not to happen, I'm sure is not the best feeling. Yeah, especially, like, for this whole, like, tour, too. Like, we've been headlining. So it's not it's not like yeah. we're like, opening or something or whatever, you know. It's like this is, like, the main act or whatever. And it's like I'll, like, see photos or whatever, videos and shit. And, like, I don't see any of my visions. I'm like, ah. It's just frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Especially because, you know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, this is like one of your first like kind of big na nationwide tours. And uh, it's a pretty big and very commendable achievement, you know? And so I'm sure you're looking for good photos and good, you know, content and stuff. And when that doesn't totally deliver like you're expecting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and but, you know, speaking of that tour, um, seeing like the uh mingling of different groups uh right after a show gets out the eight by ten because you just have like the still still think they're in the fraternity house type kids <laughs> mixing with like whoops <laughs> so. yeah it was uh it was funny walking out of the the club that night i was very i was not expecting it to be like that packed downtown honestly but yeah it definitely it brought me back to when I lived in Fullerton, because our downtown Fullerton was kind of similar. It was just like you got mad people on the streets and shit, just like. Yeah. That, that's so cool. Yeah, some of uh, these shows are going so late these days. And, like, I'm here for it mostly, but whew, it gets exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I'm also pretty old. I'm, I'm 29 now, so I'm like, I can't I can't be doing that all the time anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's definitely catching up to me now. Like, I, I turned 28 next month, and lower back is definitely feeling something <laughs> yeah that's for sure yeah. yeah oh man so you know like what what's coming up uh on the horizon with like the chef boyer beach project that you're able to share with us like any any cool things planned for 2023 uh in terms of like uh new music new collabs uh any any like um any like dream festivals that are, you know, like on your radar that you really want to play uh, in the future? Yeah. So in terms of like plans, I have, I have a collab with not yes coming out next month. Um, and then we don't have a release date for it yet, but whatever's whatever release after that's going to be me and shark. We have a pretty monster collab that we're pretty yeah. Um We just got to get like our work and all the, the details sorted and all that before we set a release date but i'm not like tripping super hard about putting that out like immediately just because i put out so much music in the last like three months for right. sure so i kind of want to let it breathe and also give me some time to just like you know smash out some new demos and stuff like that um collab wise uh i actually just got a collab back that i'd sent to hypho last night um, Hell yeah. and, nice. and we're trying to do another one as well um i sent a collab to leo cap that i'm waiting back on nice um I'm trying to think who else 
I don't know. A lot of people have hit me up for collabs, and I'm honestly pretty bad at it. <laughs> I'm, <just laughs> I'm sure like, it gets exhausting. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's more just like I'll get up and sit at my computer. And I'm just like, all right, let's smash out a new idea and then completely blank on the fact that like 10 people have hit me up for collabs. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. There's time, you know. You got to yeah. – I'm, I'm sure it helps too to sit down and like get ideas out that are existing in your head first and then kind of like take that – you know, creative energy and maybe funnel it into another thing too. Yeah. And like, honestly, sometimes working on collabs that people send, it's kind of hard. It's a lot easier for me to like be there from the get go or like, you know, be in the same room working on stuff. Um, especially sometimes like just getting stems where you just have the audio and you don't have any of like the MIDI notes or whatever. So you can't really see like what they're playing and whatnot. So it's kind of hard to like write an idea off of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. It's like more like using your ear, I guess. Someone just knocked on my door. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All good. No, what what I was asking that like when, when that happens, is it like you're you're having to like use your ear more if you like can't see like the the notes that they've written out and just like try to build around that. And I know like you had mentioned like when when you were first like making beats and stuff like the the flumes and the mr carmax were like some of your like early influences um are there any uh artists currently um like as you're continuing to make more music that have like really been uh inspiring to you or that um you know like you, you kind of are using as like reference tracks when you're uh you know building something new um I don't really use like reference tracks for making it more like if I'm ever like trying to check mix down stuff, but honestly, even then I don't really like doing that too often. Um, but in terms of like inspiration, curse has probably been one of my bigger inspirations. That's been the most consistent. Um, currently right now, Headland's probably one of my bigger ones too. I'm just like a really big fan of like that super dark minimal style. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah, we we uh we just had Cursa in this area last week at uh, Flash in DC, and he absolutely killed it. I, I really like I really like that like darker style of bass music. That uh, I mean, he he he's just like all across the board. Yeah, which I I, I definitely felt uh I definitely felt that when I like saw your set at eight by ten. Like you definitely threw in a lot of. Uh, different styles which is, is just like very refreshing yeah i'm i'm not like so strictly like 140 artist or whatever or you know and i hope that people don't like think that i'm just strictly 140 artist because <laughs> i mean if you look at like my whole discography too i've like hit pretty mm -hmm. much like every genre and that's what i play out in my sets too right yeah that's so cool yeah i feel like a lot of artists are like kind of moving towards that like make a little bit of everything um and like play a little bit of everything in sets too so and that i i those are the sets that i love the most when you just get a little bit of everything yeah it's, and it, like i get bored honestly if i'm just like straight playing a 140 set honestly like i don't know gotta gotta flip up the vibes and all that too <laughs> definitely got gotta spice it up a little bit yeah um well, that that's super cool. Um, 
And like, have you, have you even thought about like what's ahead in like 2023 or, or is that like, we're, we just want to get through this year first. <laughs> um, Definitely like Sean Ball is like one of my top fests I'm trying to play next year. Cross my fingers for that. Um, I have some other confirmed shows that I can't announce for 23 that I'm super hyped on. Um, but other than that, just like, hoping somebody picks me up for like a tour support or something next year. That's like my biggest goal, honestly. Mm -hmm. Are there any like artists that you have in mind who you'd like, you know, be super stoked to hop on tour support with? Uh, Turnian's for sure. My number one. Oh yeah. Uh, not low would be sick. She's um, great. Who else? Of the trees would be sick. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of great names in the scene right now. And it seems like a lot of them have been really supportive of you and like the music you're making. And, you know, I feel like I go to any given show and there's a decent chance I'll hear a chef beat track, which is super yeah. exciting and gets me all hyped too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still pretty surreal. That's, that's even a thing now. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Cause last year has been pretty, pretty pivotal for you. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, we're stoked to see it. You know, been covering some of your stuff at here first for a while. So it's uh it's always exciting when you have an artist like yourself and then you see him like totally just take off and you're like, Oh my god, he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I re I remember like the the week before Soundhaven, I remember reading some tweet. I forget where you had played right before Soundhaven, but someone had tweeted something along the lines of like i've already heard five chef boyer beats ids tonight uh at this i think that was like sean baller yeah oh at sean ball okay yeah yeah that, that that was probably it and so when i read that tweet i was like okay i am not missing this set at sound even like <laughs> i need to see what this is all about <laughs> like yeah I, I remember truth telling me he like heard steady circling like seven or eight times and i was like god damn like I hope like it's not getting like overplayed or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a whole new thing that's like you didn't even think was a possibility to worry about. That's now like, oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I I was not expecting that song to pop off as much as it like did. Like, like Power Sound is probably like my my favorite track off the EP and the one I was like thinking would get the most hype. Mm -hmm. But obviously, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Talks always surprise yeah. you, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Oh man. Well, is uh is there anything else that uh we want to hit on here, Chef? Um I don't think so. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Sweet. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to come and chat here with us. We're super stoked for everything you're doing. I've got cooking in the works and then going <laughs> on for yourself. And uh, yeah, we couldn't be more excited to uh, have had you on the podcast and for for where your music and your career as a whole is going. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And uh, in, in the words of uh, Chef Boyer Beats, uh, we will get back to uh, completing our silly little tasks. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Always drinking horchata. <laughs> <laughs> that yes, that too. 
All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of our artist interview series on the Good Listeners podcast. Uh, we will kick it back to the gang now. Thanks a ton. How do I uh, stop this? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode seven of the Good Listeners podcast. If you've made it this far, why don't you go ahead and follow us on social media? If you're not already, of course. Like our posts, comment on our posts, save our posts. I just found out that saves on Instagram helps the algorithm. So help our algorithm. Go show us some love. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We've got our guest mixes on SoundCloud. And of course, the best way that you can help our blog, tell a friend about blog. Tell a friend about the Good Listeners podcast. Put them on to some new good music. And again, hey, thanks for taking the time to listen to our conversations with these two great up-and-comers, VJ Cobra and Chef Boyer Beats. Thank you so much to them for taking the time to sit down with our team. And look, we'll see you next time for Episode 8.